umgoblue.com by fans for fans since 1999 hello welcome to this edition of the umgoblue.com podcast this is phil callahan along with andy anderson and today we're going to talk about michigan's resounding victory over nebraska by a score of 56 to 10 well andy what'd you think about that one for a big 10 opener well, I kind of liked it. It was nice to see the, uh, the Wolverines, for a change this season, hitting on all cylinders, offensively, defensively, special teams. They were right on target, and they abused uh, Nebraska so bad in the first quarter that some of the players subsequent to the game, our players, said that they thought they quit, that they just gave up at some point in time, which is not a very nice thing to say about Nebraska. But whether or not Nebraska is a very good team, we're beginning to see some signs of life from Michigan. The quarterback position, the offensive line is improved. They're not world beaters, but they're improved. And they use some innovative play calling. Some people have... um, labeled some of the plays that went to the outside where the guard is going the opposite direction uh, that they usually pull. Some call that a down uh, G play. And the players afterwards referred to it on several occasions because every time they used it, uh, Nebraska couldn't seem to prevent. That's what set Higdon free so much. And what a game he had, eh? Well, I will tell you that I think the the first observation I have is, wow, Nebraska is a is a train wreck. Um, Very bad. I, I can't yeah, imagine but, that this is what they expected when they went to the Big Ten. Um, you know, they, they haven't won yet this year, and uh, I, you know, boy, I, boy, I don't know when that's going to happen. With that said. Michigan sure put it to him, and I'll tell you one of the things that I was really happy to see was that the Michigan offensive line, um, actually both lines, the, the offensive line and the defensive line dominated. And you were talking about you know the way Michigan was pulling linemen and, and just just tearing up huge holes. And you know yeah, one one thing I think we can play calling. Uh, you know. Okay, again, hard to say. I mean, it, it sure looked like anything would have worked against Nebraska. You know, I, I don't um, – listen, I, I'm glad to – you know, I hate to be the, the downer. It's like uh, pretty much everything worked against Nebraska. I, I don't know how much it was innovative. Um, it sure worked. Um, you know, and again, the other thing you need to, you know, we need to keep in mind is that Karan Higdon has definitely cemented himself as the number one back. And, no question. And that was one thing that I saw between watching tape this week and last week. You know, we can talk about pulling linemen and we can talk about schemes, but ultimately it's down to the players to execute. And, uh, boy, it sure felt in that first half that every time Karan Higdon touched the ball, he was going to go all the way. And It was it, magic, right? It's definitely nice to see a, um, a dominant back. It's it's nice to see you know the the other you know and I and I I had this feeling last week you know 
Um, I think if last week had been a more important game, um, perhaps he would have, um, you know, probably played. You know, I think they know they didn't need him last week. Um, obviously, I don't, I don't even know if they needed him this week, but boy, did he look great. Um, and, and again, it's, it's nice to see that Michigan has a dominant back. Um, but with that said, you know, uh, we had a lot of guys running the ball. You know, True Wilson. Um, now, Chris Evans. Doesn't yeah, look too bad. Again, every, every, you know, again, Karan Higdon looked great, but everybody looked good against Nebraska. You know, we didn't miss Chris Evans being out too much. Um, I'll tell you, as great as Shea Patterson looked, you know, again, I, I'm poo-pooing the, the innovative play-calling evaluation a little bit, but, boy, I, I, I like the offense. I like that they kept the pedal to the metal. They, you know, they were throwing downfield. Um, Shea Patterson looked great. Um, and, I, and I would say, Andy, and you'll have to correct me, Shea Patterson at this point, looks as good as any quarterback that we've seen in the Harbaugh era. And I, I will tell you, he looks better than any quarterback that we've seen in the Harbaugh era. What, what do you think? 100% agree. You haven't overstated it. That's the case. This guy has poise. He has moxie. He looks like a good quarterback. He doesn't get excited. He controls the huddle. They pay attention to him. Yeah, he's, he's a good package. He's the best they've had in a long, long time. No question of it. Doesn't mean he's not going to lose a game. Doesn't mean he's free from injury. But one thing that I have heard said and noticed myself is that the backs, including Higdon, blocked on pass protection a lot better. Higdon put his shoulder in, in a linebacker's chest and moved him. These guys are playing better football. Some of the state, and part of the reason they're so enthused is because they hate Scott Frost. Well, there's no doubt that uh, his comments from a few years ago of that, you know, even though they got clocked in the game, that they out-hit Michigan. Uh, I don't think that, that that did Nebraska too well. But, but again, I mean, really, you know, I, did, I expected Michigan to win this game rather easily. I didn't expect it to be over in the first quarter, and Michigan just kept piling on. And, you know, while we're talking about Shea Patterson, uh, not only do I feel better about the quarterback position than I have in a few seasons, then right behind him you have Dylan McCaffrey, and he looked great too. And and I, and I guess that's the thing that I kind of have to cool the Jets a little bit because, again, everybody looked good. Except poor Brandon Peters, who looks like he picked up right where he left off last year. So, yeah. uh, kind of feel bad there. But, again, I mean, the thing about McCaffrey is it looks like he's a slightly better runner. Um, you know, he had a long apparent uh, touchdown called back on a, on a holding penalty. But it, it, it's really interesting to see two quarterbacks at the controls with confidence running the offense. We didn't see that at all last year. I mean, at no time did we see did we see a single quarterback that I had confidence in last season. Um, you know, and, and McCaffrey's got more speed than I thought he had. He ran away from the defensive backs chasing him there on that nice run that he had. And it's too bad there was a holding call, but maybe it's the holding call that made him 
turn the corner uh, and not get hit. But McCaffrey is going to be a good, at some point in time, he's going to do a lot for Michigan, too. I agree, and, and again, it's it's nice to see two quarterbacks who, right now, you hope nothing happens to to Patterson. But again, it looks like we have two competent quarterbacks under the offense, whereas it it, it didn't seem like that. Last, it, no time did I think we had competent quarterback play last year, even under Spade. And you know, as we went just through the the roll call of of glory with O'Corn and 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 Peters, just. Never really, you know, and I will tell you, like last year, I never had I never had a strong feeling on what kind of offense Harbaugh wants to run. You know, you're watching That's the right. uh, you're watching the game, uh, you know, against Nebraska, and they are running, they're passing, they're, you know, <clears throat> no matter what the score was, they were t- taking shots down the field. So uh, again, you know, the 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 other thing that I really liked was the variety of receivers. So you know, when you look at the stats. You know, Patterson was 15 for 22, and McCaffrey was 3 for 8. They both threw for a touchdown each, but you had... And, and McCaffrey, uh, two two very catchable passes he threw were dropped, too. You know, so you, he would have done better if they had been caught when they should have been caught. You have over 11 receivers, you know, uh, get it passing the ball around. So, again, it, it, it's, it's nice to see the offense with, with not only balance but variety. So, you know, that's the good news. I mean, I I think, you know, even Harbaugh's first year, I always thought the offense was basically just just doing just enough to get by. Um, And, and, you know, I I guess I would use the word efficient, you know, game manager. Um, Shea Patterson looks like a playmaker. He doesn't look like a game manager. And, again, nothing against game manager. I mean, you know, game managers, you know, you could say in 97 – Speaking of, um, you know, Michigan, Nebraska, you know, ghosts of '97, um, you could you could make a case that uh, you know Brian Greasy was 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 the consummate game manager, and we won a national championship. The thing about watching Patterson is Patterson definitely seems like he has has the big arm. Um, you know, I I never, and again I keep you know comparing this to Spate because. You know, we saw enough of him. Um, I never had the impression that Spate really had the confidence to go deep downfield. A lot of that may have been the offensive line. Um, again, the offensive line looks a little better. The, the other thing, too, about Patterson is he seems a little more elusive. He seems able to avoid the rush even when, when things break down. Now, again, he, we, he, he can throw on the run, and Spate couldn't. He's the best quarterback. He is simply the best quarterback that I've seen in University of Michigan in a long, long time. You have to go back even before Harbaugh. He's the best they've had. He's got it all. So we'll see whether he can change that moxie and all that talent into wins at the University of Michigan. I think he can. Hopefully he will. Well, again, the... The, you know, the thing I need to keep, I think we need to keep in mind is it was Nebraska. But again, you know, here we are four games into the season. And, you know, that is, you know, statistically that is a substantial sampling. And we see Michigan putting a beating on teams that e- even if they're inferior, they're putting a beating on them, uh, you know, as they need to. I think the question we have now is, 
Um, you know, we're, we'll get to the defense in a minute. But the question we have, you know, from a team perspective is Michigan's always struggled on the road. And, you know, here they're prepping for a game versus Northwestern, another team that is not exactly lighting the world on fire. But the point is, can they can they go on the road and, and, and put together a strong performance? Michigan, I agree. That that's a big question and something Michigan has yet to prove. Will the offense travel with them to uh, Evanston? I think it will, but we'll have to wait and see. Well, and we'll have well, to see. We'll have to see if Chris Evans is back and Kareem is back. I wanted to look back at, at SMU and just say one thing. SMU won a football game yesterday. They beat Navy by one point. So maybe they were a little better than we gave them credit for. Uh. I don't know. The team I saw play Michigan, but again, like you said, point taken. We'll know as the as the you know as the year goes on. I mean, uh, it's it's really hard. I mean, I, I want to think that Michigan's a world beater, right? But man, Nebraska, Nebraska just looks bad. It, it's it's amazing that uh, you know. Again, I'm sure the people you know Nebraska fans uh, did not expect this kind of beating. Let me say one thing about that. I've seen the time when Michigan played down to the level of the teams they were playing, and they haven't been doing that this year. They went into that Nebraska game like it was the game of the year. All the facets, special teams, defense, offense, really put their helmets on and laid the other team out. I've seen times when an Akron would come in and uh, – tie and beat them and stuff like that, or Toledo or whatever, when they just went up. But these guys this year have been ready for the games they played, except perhaps for Notre Dame. Well, the thing that I wonder is, you know, you have, you had two really bizarre plays in that first half. You had that pass-pass that resulted in the safety, and then you had the muffed punt, which, you know, was an incredible play, you know, the play may not have called, have counted, but the emotion was real. And boy, it's it's just yeah. like this team is flying around. And again, it's they seem to be hungry. Um, now, I, I guess the only the only downside that that I take from the game is that once again, Kalik Hudson, who couldn't play in the first half, showed up in the second half and uh, got. Ejected again for for a real you know for for a play that he should have been ejected for, so I think at this point you know we're we're talking you know four games and three ejections, um, you know I don't know if this is just a factor of you know how our defense plays, um, you know Don Brown you know reportedly says you know his famous thing is you solve your problems with aggression well I don't know how you're going to solve the problem of your players being ejected. With aggression, um, you know, and again, it, it, it's a matter of control. And listen, you can you can play without Khalid Hudson against Nebraska or SMU, but uh, you, you know, as we saw in that first game when when Josh Metellus was ejected, Notre Dame went right after that position and moved down the field and scored. So you know, they're going to have to get a rain on this. They're going to have to figure out how some way to to stop these ejections from happening. 
Well, there are some that claim that the, and I'm not saying that I buy into this, but some have been saying that that O'Neill group that they had refereeing this game that made a couple obvious mistakes when they tried to say what was going on, said the wrong thing a couple of times, that that group is a group that has always been against Michigan and makes bad calls against Michigan. But Harbaugh didn't say that this last targeting was a bad call. He thought it was genuine. So Well, and that's what I'm saying yeah. is that, you know, at a certain point, you know, Klee Hudson might be an incredible player, but he needs to be on the field. So, you know, and I, again, I don't know how you adjust this. You know, um, again, you know, you know. Usually, usually players that can't control their game emotions go to Michigan State because they have a lot of that. And it's hurt them at critical times against Michigan a lot of times. And there was a guy way back when named Underwood. There was a goal line stand uh, by the Wolverines going on or by the Michigan State Spartans, I guess it was, and Underwood hit somebody and uh, gave Michigan the ball game. So that kind of crap goes on in East Lansing, but has usually not been a part of the University of Michigan team. He'll have to learn that the rules rule, and he's got to abide by them, just like everybody else. You know, and I guess the concern I have is here's a guy who, you know, missed the whole first half and, you know, gets right back in, and, you know, now he's going to miss. He missed the rest of the Nebraska game, and he's going to miss the first half of next week. And, again, it's just it's a bad pattern to have. You know, I've talked about, you know, this year, if if Michigan is getting a reputation for cheap shots on defense, and the reality is is that, They've been taking cheap shots on defense, so I don't think I don't think that's a reputation you want to have because it will bite you at, at a bad time. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. You know, it's interesting that again, as you mentioned, Harbaugh did not dispute the call, and yeah, uh, right. I, you know, I, again, he, this is not the kind of thing he addresses directly. But you know, just the impression I got is he's like, listen, you know. You know the refs are going to call what they're going to call. You need to you know you need to keep it in line. So I I, I didn't get a, an impression that he was especially frustrated by it. I think it's you know again good news is that you know there's a lot of players on defense. Michigan is is stacked. Um, you know it's interesting talking about how Michigan continued to to go after Nebraska after the game. Karan Higdon uh, was asked, you know, is there any point you look at the scoreboard and kind of ease up? And he's like, no, you. You know, you step on their throat. He goes, you know, if you watch college football enough, there are crazy comebacks happen all the time, and we didn't want anything to happen against us. So, so that's interesting. Um, I thought that was a that was a good quote. Um, you know, he also said that he thought that uh, you know he believes that Michigan has the best group of running backs in the country. Um, I hope that's the case. Um, again, we we have a stretch of games coming up where we will see. We will be tested, but you know, right now, uh, you know, I have to say, after four games, um, you know, again, three and one, you know, would love to go back and and uh, you know have another crack at Notre Dame, but you know, it is what it is. To be three and one at this point and winning the way they're winning, um, you know, really expecting to see them to go into Northwestern, really want to see them just you know 
put the hammer to to Northwestern because you know there have been years Northwestern is is a pretty uh, difficult opponent. So hopefully they won't uh, they won't stiffen up their their uh, opposition for Michigan this week. They're gonna they're gonna be able to throw the football and score points probably. Usually that's a traditional Northwestern thing, but we got to see how how Michigan's defense is against a real passer, passing offense, against an effective uh, top of the Big Ten level passing offense. See how they do. I think they'll do okay, but uh, they got to. It's got to be shown to me before I totally believe that they can stop the pass. One thing I wanted to say is I'm happy for Josh Metellus. You remember he had a targeting in the early game, hasn't had one since, and he was considered to be one of the weak spots in the defensive backfield, and he had another interception uh, Saturday, yesterday. And so he's really coming on and playing well now, and I'm glad to see him rise to a different level. You know, the, the stat line that I love from the game is Ben Mason. You know, six carries for 18 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, you know, it's good work if you can get it, right? Um, well, uh, Harbaugh said it was a inertia. You get 258 pounds moving in one direction, it's hard to put a stop to it. Well, yeah, it's just it's just funny to see, you know, when you look at, you know, even uh, uh, Shea Patterson, you know, you know, Michigan wins 56-10, to 10, he throws for one touchdown, and uh, then you have Ben Mason, who accounts for three uh, on himself. So, again, it's just, it, it's the thing that I, I like in this is that you're seeing special teams plays. You're seeing plays on defense. You're seeing plays on offense. Um, you know, Rashawn took, uh, you know, sat out some of the game yesterday. They was He was a little dinged up, but, you know, they didn't even miss him. And, you know, one of the things I noticed is that, you know, listen, I love Rashawn Gary as a player. Um, you know, I, I, I think that a lot of the criticism is kind of misplaced. I mean, he gets more than his share of attention to, you know, teams account for him. But the player who I'm really impressed by is Brian Monet. You know, talk about a guy who's been kind of under the radar in the last couple of years, Um you know, with with all the uh, talk of how great Michigan's defensive line is, and he's really having a very solid year, and again, getting more reps when Rashawn's out, and, and it doesn't seem like it's too much of a drop off. But you know, again, you had that. You know, we did mention that amazing uh, punt return by you know Donovan Peoples Jones, and again, just you know, back and forth. Pure pleasure to watch. Yep, and, and again, it was, you know, as you mentioned, uh, some of the Michigan players uh, implied, or, or no, they didn't imply, they said it seemed like the Nebraska players wanted no part of that game at a certain point. And I think if you go and look at that play, um, it's an incredible run back, but, but Nebraska definitely, the air was out of their balloon by, by the time that happened. Um, you know, again, if we had to, still, if we had to point still, to anything... So if we, you don't make those moves without talent. So well, he's not, a very, very talented guy. Well, like I said, not taking anything against him, but the, the backside pursuit was not exactly top drawer. Um, Enthusiastic, eh? And, uh, you know, he gave a little he gave a little dive there at the end uh, to add some drama to it. Um, 
So again, I think if you look at this, you got to feel good about the first string, the second string. I think, you know, the, the only thing that, you know, you, you probably want to be a little critical of is, you know, boy, and all that, Michigan missed uh, an extra point. So, but, you know, also had a 50-yard, you know, uh, Quinn Nardine, he had two field goals. One was 50 yards, and boy, it sure looked like it could have gone uh, a lot farther. He, he had plenty of legs. So, you know, at this point, I think, uh, you know, we, we batten down the hatches, and we, and we look forward to Northwestern. Um, do, you have, do you have any well, final? We, do you have any final thoughts we before talk, we end? Yeah, when we talk about special teams, if we don't mention Will Hart and the way he's been punting, uh, what do you have? Uh, 59.3 average or something like that. He, he had a whale of a good average. He only had three punts, but they all were beauties, and he dropped two of them. Inside the twenty-one, I'm on a five. Well, that's, a, that's what I was going to say, Andy. We only punted three times, so it's, it's hard to get too excited. <laughs> no, he could have botched those three too. I remember years, years recently, when those punts would have gone thirty-eight yards, and we'd been happy about it. This guy is having a hell of a season so far. He's calmly putting the ball where it should go. And if it's only three times, we hope that it stays like that the rest of the season. That he punts three times a game. That means the rest of the, the team is doing well. But he's to be commended for that. That's a feat. Well, I agree. And I think that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.